This is About Space, America's Return to Space, with news and information on our U.S. space program, is your host of About Space, David Denault. Welcome, and thanks for joining me today. It was 50 years ago on a humid night on the Florida coast, with maybe a light breeze off the Atlantic, and as an exciting moment this was to launch a Saturn V against a black, darkened sky, it would also be the end of an era. And I'll share more about the 1972 Apollo 17 mission next, as America and the world is listening to About Space Today. D&D Cruise and Tours is the official agent for About Space, and we invite you to come fly away to all-inclusive resort island destinations, or a cruise vacation from Port Canaveral, and even visit the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, or just come and see the parks. Call for a discount cruise or an island getaway or the Florida beaches. Call today. The call is free, and so are our services. Call 877-747-8631. That's 877-747-8631. We are Florida's group travel specialists. Welcome back. On December the 7th, 1972, after two holes that took us later into the night, the clock began ticking again, and Commander Gene Cernan says he remembered it all. Oh, I remember everything. I, you, know, you don't ever forget a thing. And we launched uh, from the Earth at night, the first time human beings have launched in a rocket at night. And, uh, you know, like you've heard the phrase, it's as different as night and day. Day is one thing, night is something else. Uh, it was a, a tremendous, you know, people said the world lit up from without. I could even see the, the light reflecting on the atmosphere above me. That launch that lit the Kennedy Space Center in a mile around. I'll never forget looking around the press area as if it were daylight, it was that bright. Well, three men were launched on that last mission to the moon. The commander, a veteran astronaut, Gene Cernan, a geologist, Dr. Harrison Jack Schmidt, lunar module pilot, and Ron Evans, the command module pilot, who would circle the moon while his crewmates, Gene Cernan and Jack Smith, were on the surface. They spent 22 hours and four minutes. It was the longest of all of the moonwalks. Their landing site was Taurus Littrow, where formations that had been viewed and pictured from orbit were thought to be volcanic in nature. And since all three crew members had backup previous Apollo experiences, they were familiar with the Apollo spacecraft and had more time for geology training. When it was time to pack up their lunar samples, there was also a time to reflect and share something special with young people. Houston, before we uh, close out our EVA, we understand that there are young people in Houston today who have been effectively touring our country, young people from countries all over the world effectively touring our country, had the opportunity to watch the launch of Apollo 17, 
hopefully had an opportunity to meet some of our young people in our country. And we'd like to say, first of all, welcome, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Second of all, I think probably one of the most significant things we can think about when we think about Apollo is that it has opened for us, for us being the world, a challenge of the future. The door is now cracked, but the promise of that future lies in the young people, not just in America, but the young people all over the world, learning to live and learning to work together. In order to remind all the peoples of the world, in so many countries throughout the world, that this is what we all are striving for in the future, Jack has picked up a very significant rock, typical of what we have here in the Valley of Torres Lichel. It's a rock composed of many fragments of many sizes and many shapes, probably from all parts of the moon, perhaps billions of years old. But a rock of all sizes and shapes, fragments of all sizes and shapes, and even colors that have grown together and become a cohesive rock, outlasting the nature of space, sort of living together in a very coherent, very peaceful manner. When we return this rock, or some of the others like it to Houston, we'd like to share a piece of this rock with so many of the countries throughout the world. We hope that this will be a symbol of what our feelings are, what the feelings of the Apollo program are, and a symbol of mankind that we can live in peace and harmony in the future. A portion of a, of a rock will be sent to uh, a representative agency or museum in each of the countries represented by the young people in uh, Houston today. And we hope that they will, that rock and the students themselves, will carry with them our good wishes, not only for the new year coming up, but also for themselves, their countries, and all mankind in the future. To commemorate, that's just Apollo 17's visit to the Valley of Taurus Littrell, but as an everlasting commemoration, of what the real meaning of Apollo is to the world, we'd like to uncover a plaque that has been on the leg of our spacecraft that we have climbed down many times over the last three days. And I'll read what that plaque says to you. First of all, it has a picture of the world, two pictures, one of the North America and one of South America. The other covers the other half of the world, including Africa, Asia, Europe, Australia, covers the North Pole and the South Pole. In between these two hemispheres, we have a pictorial view of the moon, a pictorial view of where all the Apollo landings have been made. So then when this plaque is seen again by others who come, they will know where it all started. The words are here man completed his first exploration of the moon, December 1972 A.D.
May the spirit of peace in which we came be reflected in the lives of all mankind. It's signed Eugene A. Thurman, Ronald E. Evans, Harrison H. Schmidt, and most prominently, Richard M. Nixon, President of the United States of America. This is our commemoration that will be here until someone like us, until some of you out there who are the promise of the future, come back to read it again and to further the exploration and the meaning of Apollo. This valley of history has uh, seen mankind complete its first evolutionary steps into the universe, leaving the planet Earth and going forward into the universe. I think uh, no more significant contribution has Apollo made to history. It's not often that you can foretell history, but I think we can in this case. And I think everybody ought to feel uh, very proud of that fact. Many of these first lunar explorers have passed in recent years, but they, like those who work on the International Space Station and those who will travel to the moon and beyond, will never be forgotten but will become part of America's book of space heroes. Be sure to check our Facebook page about space.today for launches and landings, and invite your family and friends to listen weekly. Join Don Meyer, Space Coast News Editor, this Friday for America in Space. And to all our listeners around the globe and here in the U.S., thanks for joining me. I'm David Denault, and this has been About Space Today.